0: Hey, mates, it's Dassilo here, just dropping in at the start to let you know. I'm doing my show, Pipsqueak, in Melbourne from August 6th till the 11th at the Butterfly Club. I'd love it if you could come down. You can get tickets right now at thebutterflyclub.com. And if you're a friend of the show and you enter dum-dum, that's D-U-M-D-U-M, two words, uh, when you check out as a promotional code, you are going to get a sweet discount for being a friend of the show. So come on down. I'd love to see you there. Welcome once again into the Little dum dum Club for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselow. Sitting opposite me, the other half of the show, a bearded Carl Chandler.
1: Yeah. g'day dickhead. Look
0: at us, just a couple of blokes with big facial hair. Yeah.
1: Feels good. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, going away is a good, good chance to, to sort of let it all hang out and grow a beard. I, I quite like it. Mm. But um, it's that thing when you get back and I have to get rid of it qui- quite quickly um, especially this time, because there's just way too much grey fleck in my beard mm. this time around. But so. you,
0: because you can make a call from here of whether to get rid of it, but, or you can just because you pretty much you've done all the grunt work of growing a yeah. beard. Part of me would like to see you just really let loose and make it a big thing. I don't know if it'd get too much more than this, and yeah. I'm sure it would get greyer. So yeah. I'm not real. But
1: Grapey, it's good though. No, is it? I think it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good in your 20s, isn't it? Because it's a a bit of a novelty. Yeah. I I remember my cousin in his 20s tried to dye his hair grey because, you know, how funny is that?
0: No, yeah, I don't not mean, in your late thirties. No, I don't mean funny. I mean it's like a look of distinction. Yeah. I, I think it looks good. It's got nothing to do with being on the other side of it. I think it'd, it, it, I think it'd benefit you. I think having a bit of grey in your beard would offset the childish way with which you compose yourself <laughs> most yeah, of the time. Maybe just yeah. remind people that you are actually a functioning adult. And I've, oh, look, I've got a proper shirt on and everything. <laughs> I, don't, I, I
1: don't even dress like a three-year-old. Normally, today. you
0: it's... come around here topless to record the podcast yeah, in a so diaper. This, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sandals. Just yeah. this is a. <laughs> Thailand's changed you for the better.
1: Yeah, but then there's that thing of, you know, I sort of think, oh, this is good, you get a beard, and then there's just way too many people as soon as I've come home gone oh, you should keep that beard. You look good in a beard, which is, of course, saying it covers half your face. That's a better <laughs> thing than what you normally have. But it's
0: it's a good novelty because it's funny. Like, I, a lot of the guys that I went to high school with, they immediately after high school, they all kind of went straight to uni and then, you know, did the got serious jobs straight after that, and a whole bunch of them have just gone overseas together And I've been looking at them on Facebook and they've all clearly done the whole, well, we're on a big overseas trip. Let's have a bit of a silly, let's have a bit of a silly time and just grow grow big beards while we're... Imagine that. Imagine us having beards. How silly is this? Which is like, you know, with our lifestyle, you just let your facial hair go whenever you want. Like I went through a phase earlier this year where my rebellion was actually shaving every day. I'm yeah, like, yeah. this is so naughty. Like, yeah. I don't have to do this for... En- I don't have a job. I don't yeah. have to do this for anyone. Watching Ready Steady
1: cook in a suit. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. that's... you thumbing your nose at society. Yeah, exactly. And and because we've just come back from Thailand, I. you know what? I... I and you'll have picked this up as soon as I walked in, but I uh, I ate really healthily the whole time because mm-hmm. I was with my girlfriend the whole time, which yep. means there's no sort of mucking around. We're, we're both, an, you know, team eat, healthy eat. Mm-hmm. Uh there's no me sneaking out to get mooses or anything like that. It was all just nice <laughs> fresh food yep. all the time. And I and I literally got to the end of the holiday and went, I can do this from now on. I'm a changed man. I've changed my genetics. I'm not going back. I'm gonna eat like this the whole time. I've been home for three days, I've eaten McDonald's three times. Yeah. <laughs> Including on the way in here today. Yeah, you.
0: I opened the door and you had half a cheeseburger just hanging out of your mouth already.
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's one that's quite close to you. And to be honest, it, I'd never been to that McDonald's before. And it's in this big, elaborate, nice building. It's yeah, it's like too, an
0: old bank or something. It's yeah, a yeah. weird
1: one, yeah. And I didn't I thought the whole thing was McDonald's and, I, and it wasn't. And I actually walked in uh, the wrong door <laughs> in hindsight. I walked in the wrong door and it was another building. And what? And then I walked in. and went, "This is a McDonald's." When I walked out, the sign on the door was the Clifton Hill Child and Adolescent <laughs> Therapy Group, which. I thought it was quite appropriate.
0: <laughs> well, luckily you had that beard, so they didn't mistake you for a child. <laughs> <laughs> but that is, that's such
1: a good trick. To, you know, you're going to McDonald's. You, you do need that. You do need, actually, the services. Well, it's
0: like the whole, um, you know, that old trick that you see in sitcoms and stuff of parents tricking their kids into going to the yes! dentist by saying, we're going to Disney World. Yeah. There's no trickery. It's just all in the same <laughs> building, you know. Yeah. They've done a genius move there. Oh. Uh, today on the program... Uh, very special guest, two years in the making, uh, you know him as half of Leno and Woodley, you know him as 100% of Woodley. Please welcome into Little Dum Dum Club, Frank Woodley.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, I wooed myself, that was, that was a bit... <laughs> Hello, it's good to be here. Yeah, great.
0: Yeah, thanks very much yeah. for... This has been uh, close to two years of back and forth emails and... Uh...
2: Yeah, the pressure on this particular little chat in the mm. Dum Dum Club is pretty high, but I've decided to sport the neck beard for the occasion, Yeah, which not a lot of people can grow the neck beard. You know, a lot of people, you know, their hair starts, it sort of fades away around the bottom of the jaw. Yep. But whereas because I'm so hirsute, I can grow a neck beard and so I shave the rest. What Do you think it's a good look?
1: Uh, it's it's fine. You know what? It's better than the last time I saw you because I, I saw you a this couple of This will be good. No. I saw you a couple of times during the comedy festival when you did your show and your... Uh, your level of astuteness was uh, very. What, what would you say? You had. It's like a chopper.
2: It was a little bit sort of like. Um, yes, like like chopper had gone away on holidays <laughs> and asked me to look after his pet while <laughs> yeah, he was yeah, away. Yeah, right. It was a bit like that because yes. you had
1: a shaved head as well. Yes. And So it was a quite a mean-looking uh, look, and I saw you a few times walking down a dark alleyway with uh, your children. I, or, well, I <laughs> presume they were your children,
2: <laughs> some some abductees.
1: Yeah, well, kind children of in some be, description. Yeah, because you look so mean in that haircut and your facial hair and everything. You, I, I'd see you on the way to my show. You'd be sort of walking away at like ten o'clock at night with children down a dark alley, and I'd be like, "This looks really bad." Until I heard. The Frank Woodley voice. I'm like, wow, this looks like it's been dubbed or something. <laughs> like, a, it doesn't look right at all.
2: I'm I'm going to punch your
0: faces
1: in,
2: <laughs> <laughs> right in. We're going to go right in. Yeah,
0: after and you're d- accompanying it. that on the ukulele. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nevil so,
2: Bartos, I'm <laughs> going to stab you in the guts. <laughs> it was it was an interesting thing. How I did find having, because, you know, because of the, the all this stuff is very symbolic. You know, when you ad- adopt one of these uh, these looks and. Without a doubt, if I had if I had a scarf on and a hat on, I felt like I was you know, a middle aged art teacher who'd been living with his partner Gary for a long time. I was just a lovely guy. You take off the scarf, take off the hat, and it's like I may not have killed someone, yeah. but if I do, nobody will say, you know, really him. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. It was it's amazing that the power of that. Yeah. I just like know, the, the links that you
0: went to changing your your entire facial appearance for your comedy festival season. There's not enough method stand-up comedy, is there? I
2: think um, next uh, next year I'm going to go a little bit further and actually get plastic surgery (laughs) just for the show.
0: And then try and get it reversed at the end, yeah. Yeah.
1: What uh, what would you need plastic surgery? What sort of comedy festival (laughs) show would you need plastic surgery for? Like, um,
0: if you were if you were doing you know those shows that people do where they they do like they portray someone else, is oh, yeah. that guy that does that Bill Hicks, that Bill Hicks show? Well, yeah, if you,
1: like Frank Woodley as Joan Rivers, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, <laughs> let's do that.
2: <laughs> I, I, one of my most like. The, a, a story that I find the most fascinating about plastic surgery is, and it's probably going to be in this new Liberace film that's coming out. I just, you know, I just bought that. Have you, have you seen it?
0: No. Oh, yeah. Behind well, the, I, behind the can? No. What's b- it called? Behind the candelabra. Yeah. Is that the one? That might be it.
2: But yeah. there's a, there's a, because um, I saw a documentary about Liberace,
0: apparently
2: he got, as well as getting some plastic surgery himself, he got his lover to get plastic surgery. So he would look like him. Yeah, I yeah. love it. That's like, so good. You know, I don't know about you, but I can't really imagine, you know, like if I rolled over and I saw myself looking <laughs> back at me, that wouldn't be the most arousing yeah, experience yeah. for me. Yeah. Like that's uh, – that's, I find that
1: uncanny. That's, yeah. I find that weird. In the in the, uh, it's probably been covered on our show before. Uh, uh, some would say a reluctance to to get married on on my behalf, but um, I, I, other people like me would say I'm just you know just making sure and things like that. But I find the concept of like getting married weird when the wife changes the name because you're expected to be attracted to someone with the same name as you. Like that's a isn't right? Isn't that a weird? I mean you're married What do you mean though
0: Like once you get married Then your now wife Is walking in the door And going Chandler's home (laughs) But it sort of
2: makes them feel A little bit more like your sister That's kind of what you're saying Ever so slightly more She's got the
1: same last name As your mum does now (laughs) Yes I'd never never thought about that (laughs) I'm sorry for ruining your
0: sex life Not the first time you've had to say that to someone. Um, Me and my girlfriend, when we'd been dating for not very long and we bumped into a friend of mine in the street and I introduced him to her. I said, this is my girlfriend. And he goes, oh, you guys look like you could be brother and sister. Don't say that. (laughs) Let's think that and maybe say that, you know, to people later on. But not... At, and this no. is like it's a very new relationship yeah. I'm amazed it survived past that <laughs> night yes. yeah that's not a very
1: nice thing to say to your pretty girlfriend to say you
0: look like him <laughs> <laughs> Let's... yeah yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of different strokes that are wrong with that <laughs> saying that to someone i mean it does it could elevate you in a sense
2: to to a sort of um like if you, I was just thinking that that the Egyptian pharaohs would often marry their brother or sister Mm-hmm. You know, so you could think of it... You could, it could could just make you feel ever so slightly more regal.
0: Yeah, or he's <laughs> you know? just trying to say... It's a subtle way of him saying, you look Egyptian. Yeah. It's just him <laughs> trying to call out my ethnicity. <laughs>
1: Maybe. <laughs> that's, I, I love that when, when things like that get brought up because, you know, people that are quite religious go off ideas that have come from that time and, and then you bring something like that. Yes. That's the same brain that's come up with the idea of, yeah, marrying your brother,
2: that's on. Yeah, yeah that's all good. They must have felt like... Um, like cuz the pharaohs could do anything yeah. you know they could just go see that guy his left nostril is slightly <laughs> lower than his right nostril that annoys me put a horse on him <laughs> until he dies or something <laughs> like, they could just do anything they wanted you know so, that's a
0: great way that's a great version of the death penalty a horse <laughs> what that was. a horse stands on you until you die
1: That's and plastic surgery came out of that because (laughs) you want to change your nostril unless you want a horse on you. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. The the
0: options, but is that where this phrase "horse faced" came from? Maybe. Yeah,
2: I just think they must have, like, it must have been a thing where they went. You get this. You can do that. You can do anything. You can do that. You can do that. You can do that. You've got a marry your sister. You yeah. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> one little glitch. Yeah. But really it all unravels at that point.
0: How did that drift away, that whole thing of a Pharaoh and, and the idea of a guy who can really just go out and do anything? Like how did they The
2: God King sort of thing? Yeah. How did yeah. The, given
0: that they were the ones in charge of everything and all the power and and the choices being made, how did it slowly shift to that not being a thing anymore yeah. when they were the ones in what control of it? That,
1: I mean, you know, like the we've still got Queen, and you know, a lot of countries have kings and stuff like that, yeah. But it's probably only been 100 to 200 years that where that's been a bit diluted, hasn't it? Like, yeah, I mean, politics and whatever has been a bit more powerful over only a couple of lifetimes, whereas probably two three hundred years ago, you could still do all that stuff,
0: yeah. You, so that's why I don't think the queen is really taking full advantage of being the queen. Like, yeah. I'd love it if she just woke up one day and went, you know what, I'm gonna go out on the balcony just point at a civilian and just have them killed. Yeah. I'm just going to yeah. point at them and go, they're dead. Yeah. Well, I don't know if this is true
2: because, you know, these things often, you know, are, are myths and when – and you watch QI and then you find out that it wasn't true after all <laughs> and it really, really annoys you. But, um, but I remember hearing a story that in the Middle Ages, like the aristocrats could apparently – they could – I don't know if they could do it willy-nilly, but if, if they were out hunting and their hands were cold – they could kill a surf and put their hands into the body of the surf oh. to warm their hands. Wow.
0: Like, uh, looks... like Luke Skywalker yeah. at the start of <laughs> Return of the Jedi. Does he do that? Yeah, someone? when In... he guts that – I haven't seen it for ages, but uh, – That thing. That thing. That animal. Oh, you know, oh, that... the nerds are going to be angry. <laughs> <laughs> 100% of our audience is going to be <laughs> angry. I didn't even know he did it, so oh. there's a spectrum of <laughs> yeah.
2: you know, annoying nerds. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, <laughs>
0: see, that's great. I love that as a, as a thing.
2: I remember seeing on a Bear Grylls thing that he said, if you're in the desert and and it gets cold, climb into a camel. Have you, do you Climb into a camel? Get into a camel, like you have to. You have no. to it's got to be a dead camel, yeah, right? That yeah. you, you kind of get a sword, or if you have a sword, I mean, yeah. it'd take a long time with your little. You're walking through or the or desert with the sword, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but you you slice the camel and then you climb into it and you you wear it like a sleeping bag sort of wow. thing. Wow, well that's you my see, that
1: shows my my knowledge of biology. Where I was legitimately thinking,
2: oh, there's a way you can climb into a living. <laughs>
1: I'm sure camel. there it's is. Before,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that was in the raw edit before they went. Back and re dubbed it. There were just a yeah. lot of people walking through the wilderness just doing unspeakable things to camels in the, in well, the urge to stay alive. when
1: they started climbing into a camel, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> Uh, uh, now you guys have got a bit of history. Um, we've been waiting a long time to, to get you on the show, Frank, because um, Tom, young Tommy has been a, a, an employee of yours in the
2: <laughs> of, in the past. The, if if we hadn't been in the Middle Ages,
0: you know, I would have <laughs> I'd been be dead. A, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
2: yes. um,
0: when you were walking well, down they, that dark alleyway with those children, your hands would have been very warm. Yeah. Tommy <laughs>
2: Tommy uh, worked worked on uh, on Bewilderbeast, I think. Yes, Bewilderbeast, yes. and um, had a kind of a cameo yes. role, and um, I was actually just watching because I've I've got a I've just started up a YouTube channel and I'm kind of putting up a few little best of bits. And I was just looking this morning at, at a bit when we did the when we reshot it for for the, the warehouse DVD. comedy yep. thing. And there's a great bit where Tommy just comes on and wheels off a a table, and it's just got the most beautiful. I mean, it was neither of our performances that made this particular bit work. But just a beautiful squeaky wheel. <laughs> That's right, like, yeah. It, it's just this fantastic thing of just wheeling off the table, got about a minute's worth of laughter. Yeah. Oh, really? It was <laughs>
0: just this great thing of, of I think, you just on the, the first day, just going, oh, is there like a thing? And it wasn't, it didn't need to be tricked up. It didn't need to be <laughs> yeah. played over speakers. It was just the first table that someone found with wheels on it. <laughs> One of them was just perfectly rooted that made that over the top Tom like, and Jerry esque squeak. It was, it was great. like
2: a kind of, I don't know how Tommy felt better, but it kind of shat me a bit. But the funniest thing in the show.
0: No, was, I was fine with was it because I was the one pushing wheel. the table, so I could kind of pretend yes. that the speed with which I was pushing <laughs> yes. it was contributing to the laugh. Like, that's and how I did, looked at it.
2: He did do a lovely thing of taking it to the, you know, upstage and to the edge of the curtain and then just stopping so then there'd be beautiful silence and just looking for where he was going to go. And then wheeling it again. Yeah. <laughs> and just a very simple little thing, but but lovely. Because
0: there was one moment... Uh, yeah, so we, I did this little little like cameo role uh, in Adal- at the Adelaide Fringe Festival. This is in 2010 for yeah. a week and then at the Forum in Melbourne during the yeah. Comedy Festival. And I think about the third night in at the show, at the Forum, I had like kind of three little walk-on bits that I would do and I would just sit at the side of stage for the rest of the show. And there was one night pretty early on in the run where you went to do a song and you realised that you had left your capo for your guitar backstage. So you – I'm just there just checking Twitter or whatever I do and you've looked off stage and gone, Tommy, I'm so sorry about this and I'm going, what's – is this a new thing that I didn't get told about and you've just grabbed me and pulled me into the centre of the stage and gone, I have to run and get something for my guitar can you just stay here and kill time while, while I do this? So you run off, and then I'm there in the main forum theatre with no microphone, so I can't. Doing I can't all that do mime any- stuff you're famous <laughs> for
2: without even a
1: squeaky wheel to entertain the masses.
0: <laughs> so I just, I think I just said something like, I just said something like, oh, I'm just meant to be the work experience kid or something like that, which got enough of a laugh, but yeah. then because it wasn't mic'd up. You just heard the laugh, but you couldn't hear what I'd said. So then by the time you get back on... You're just trying to say to the audience, "What do you say?" And like, 100. no one would tell you, which just <laughs> yeah, right. which just made you sus that I'd like bagged you out or something.
2: <laughs> Are you sure this is not your elaborate way to like that you still did bag me out? And this is <laughs> yeah. this is a, a story you're holding to for years yeah. and years.
0: Yeah, I got. a I went around the entire audience yeah. and got them to sign a non-disclosure agreement. <laughs> yeah. You were gone for a very long time. If, uh, you
1: realize if this was on the DVD, you could just go back and check. So <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. 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 No, I don't think we
2: were filming that night. Oh, but yeah. the funny
0: thing was, it was like that because I, you know, I've I've you know. Lived in Melbourne my whole life, and the show was at the Forum Theatre, which I've gone and seen a lot of bands at. It's my it's my favourite venue to go and watch shows at, and it's always been a, a thing in my head of like, oh, imagine getting to sh- do a show at the Forum one day, and what a dream that would be. And then you know, I get asked just by circumstance, get asked to be in this thing, and then I'm I'm doing these little things. I'm like, oh, but I'm like watching you going, man, imagine standing out there on your own just in front of the crowd, and then you pulling me out in my head going, no, oh, no, this is the worst thing that's ever happened yeah. to me. I don't want I don't want this at all. Um, but there was also a bit in the show where uh, I, uh, you were playing like a, a smoke, like a jazz, yeah. jazzy kind of song, and and you would say to offstage, "Can we get a bit of smoke in here? Make it kind of a smoky, jazz kind of vibe." And then a smoke machine would come on, and and the joke was that it would just go on way too long and drench you in smoke, and then you would say, "Oh, that's a bit much. Can we get some of that taken out?" And then I would come out with a vacuum and kind yeah. of vacuum up the smoke, and then. At the end of the show every night, you very kindly would plug my comedy festival show and I would stand out in front of the venue and hand out flyers. And uh, there was one night where someone came past me as I was handing out a flyer and said to their friends, oh, look, it's him. The gay vacuum dude, which right. I don't know where, well, how I the sexuality that, got bought into it. it but well, the, the fact that you were having
2: anal intercourse with a man while you vacuumed up the smoke, which I did say, I gave Tommy a lot of leeway. I said, you can, <laughs> you can do in. whatever you want with that right. little moment. It's just a little moment, but feel free to improvise or whatever. And I must admit, even I was a bit shocked <laughs> by that, but I thought, well, fair enough.
1: Did he? Does he come up as gay vacuum dude on the credits of the DVD? Oh, like, yes. Did he have a name in the show?
2: Uh, no, I think it's Tommy. I yeah. I don't oh, right. think we went with Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Method.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm really Method. GVD, no. <laughs> no. Okay. I just like it's a mark of how polite you are that you used the term anal intercourse. <laughs> Never heard it phrased so eloquently before.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you you're hanging around the wrong people, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh
0: and then uh this this comedy uh no, comedy festival uh last year I worked with you again. I helped you out uh uh, with your, you were signing posters at the end of the show. So not in the show, kind of demoted a little bit. Yeah. Uh, couldn't help gay, but notice, gay
2: poster dude. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> and you were, but you were still there. You know, people were still seeing you as, as. Uh they left the theatre and next year you're going to be completely behind the scenes. <laughs> and, and the year after that I'm going to skin you and wear you as a jacket. Yeah,
0: you yeah, know, next it's year just... I'll be busking out the front of the theatre. <laughs> yeah. um, but that was really, it was really interesting uh, getting to sit there with you every night and and, and watch people kind of line up and, and get uh, and get stuff signed. And, and just, just, I found it very fascinating, like the very different approaches that people have uh, to meeting someone like you. Like it ranged from uh, there were a lot of uh, parents there with their kids and, you know, the parents had kind of seen your stuff with Lanon Woodley when they were younger and now the kids are watching the, the series yeah. that was on ABC at the time, your new show. And then I just found it fascinating, like people, which I'm obsessed with, like people kind of just this kind of like entitlement that people had. Like I remember one guy coming up and going, mate, great show, loved it. Um look, I'm coming again tomorrow night with my girlfriend and can you just – in the, it's a birthday, in the middle of the show, just where, wherever you like, wherever's convenient, if you can just yell out, happy birthday, Belinda, can you do that? And you're like, oh, look, I'll try to do it, but I just – I don't know if it's really going to fit or just really going to work that well. And him going, nah, nah, but, but – nah, come on, you, you can do that. It's not a figure. Like just that thing that people have where they just go – This is all right. This
2: will be all right, won't it? Well, I think one of the things with comedy in general is that it's so, you know, it's ultimately like it's so friendly and intimate and you have to make it look effortless Mm. that there is a a general feeling that – it's like that thing how lots of people think that you're making it up as you you go. Yeah. Just because you act like you're making it up as you go. Yeah. (laughs) People are amazingly sort of – I don't know. Trusting, I
0: suppose. Yeah. especially when it's a show that has like a lot of sound cues and like props and yeah. a set. Yeah. Like, um...
2: I've got an amazing sound guy who's just like
0: sifting through yeah, files. We've and... got a hive mind where he can just yeah. tell what I'm about to do.
2: Well, anyway, if you won't
1: say it, "Happy Birthday, Belinda," <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't mind saying it. I'm not precious, so. <laughs> but I've I've had shows before where, I, and this is. Not all, This is not often, but I've had people come along and, and really enjoy a show that I've done and gone, I'm going to go again. And then you you go, really? Because, okay, well, you, you do it if you want. Yeah. And then they come again and you can see them very clearly. And I've seen them in the audience very yeah. clearly go, oh, this is the same show. Yeah. <laughs> this is... And it's like, yeah, yeah, you know how I do jokes every night? It's not mucking around. It's (laughs) these scripted eight-word jokes. I'm not going to think of another 200.
0: (laughs) I wish that had happened as literally as you'd said it, like someone just out loud, not even yelling, just saying, oh, this is the same show. Yeah, yeah, like
1: three jokes in.
0: (laughs) Awesome heckle. (laughs) Oh, this is the same show. Not even hanging shit on you, just a disappointed statement.
1: Yeah, but you can see them just... I've seen them in the crowd just, you know, especially when they're big laughers the first night and they've come the second night, like yeah. back to back. So they've been, oh! And then, of course, if they're there, if they're a big laugher the second night, you can hear them not laugh anymore yeah. because that first <laughs> night, they were very loud. Yeah.
2: But maybe they're just appreciating the craft yeah. the yeah. second night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: You they're can't they're... hear someone stroke yeah. their chin. <laughs> yeah. they? Yeah. Sorry, unless
0: they have a very rough beard. <laughs> yeah. In fact,
1: hang on. Yeah. Can we do, can we? Oh, let me see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, wow. yeah that's coming up. That's you can
0: hear great. that. That's, that's good stuff. Stuff. I won't be there on the next episode, so I appreciate oh, that, guys. Yeah, just yeah. that smooth, the sound of the microphone just gliding can off you, your cheeks. Can you
1: hear the grey in that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God.
0: Yeah, it sounds like an old gramophone all <laughs> of a sudden, yeah. Um, I, I
2: had a pretty shocking experience with um, people coming up and signing things one time when uh, somebody somebody put, yeah, like a, a young uh, boy put his um, DVD forward and he said, you know, I said, oh, you know, g'day, what's your name? He said, James, and I said, Okay, and two James, and then I heard a woman over on the side go, and Andy, and there, was another, there were two brothers there, you know, and she wanted it made out to both of them, and I kind of glanced over and I went, "That's you're lucky, Andy, that your grandmother's looking after you like that. <laughs> oh. And I just felt the whole audience do exactly that, and she went, mother, and I looked over and I went, oh, sorry, and I should have just stopped there, you know, I should have just gone, sorry, I didn't, I, I don't know why I said that. Yesterday someone it was a grandmother yesterday and pushed on or something. But I went, sorry, oh, just out of the corner of my eye, you look older than you do look now that I look directly at you. And she went, I'm thirty oh. nine. And I went I heard about a grandmother who was thirty-two yeah. and then and then she and I could just you could just feel the audience all just going okay, No, don't and she goes she just said really quietly and calmly so you glanced up at me and you thought, that woman looks about 39, but she looks like a 39-year-old grandma. <laughs> it was a shocker. You're
0: looking um, over at me going, Dazzler's yeah. meant to be helping me from this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'm just pissed in the corner. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: where's gay heckler helper out of a dude? <laughs> That's a very reasoned argument from the girl in the yeah. crowd, though. Wow. Yeah. She, she's yeah.
2: been very calm in know, It's yeah. great when it's a, a similar thing happened... In terms of that, just that reason thing, where when I was going through customs once and I was, I'd accidentally, it's a bit of a long story, but I'd put, um, I'd take my dog for a walk and he'd done a poo and I'd picked up the poo in the plastic bag and then I'd put the plastic bag in my pocket and then I'd hung my jacket on the wall and then the next day I'd gone to New Zealand and I'd had, and he was going through, they actually, I'd put my bag then, my, my jacket into my bag and they went through my bag. And he pulls out the, the plastic bag full of poo and after he said, he just looked at me and said, is that, is that poo? And it went on for quite some time. And then he said just the most beautiful thing, just so calmly again, you know, where you go, you should be a comedian because you're poised. Yeah. He just said, at what point in time when you were preparing for this overseas trip, did you say to yourself, mustn't forget to pack the poo? <laughs>
0: which was <laughs> just
2: you know exemplary so yes. just
0: out of just out of curiosity not that I'm going to act on this are you allowed to Take a poo through customs? Are they, are they no, they took that
2: through? the poo. Oh, they, they took uh, the poo. Yeah.
0: Why well, wasn't that on border security? That's got everything. It's got.
1: Uh... See, I'm so disorganized, I would forget the poo on the way to the airport. So you've got your. Literally got your shit yeah, together. You've got checklist. <laughs> you've
2: got to get a checklist at yeah. huh?
0: <laughs> um, I also liked. Uh, one thing I noticed about uh, you with the, the whole signing and thing, because you've, uh, you, you know, obviously you've done a lot of it. I loved your approach to. People, because you're making stuff out to people, like people's names and stuff, just your approach to the kind of interesting names that come across, like just the real kind of, um, I don't know what you call it, the process to getting people to spell their names or, yes. or, or not knowing the name or not really, and, and you also, there are a lot of times when someone would come with a bit of a peculiar name and you'd go, oh, and spell it out like that, and then they'd go, no one's ever gotten yeah. that before. which <laughs> is just, just this amazing kind of like... Beautiful mind style of just how to put people's names yeah. together.
2: Yeah, right. I mean, I think it is. I it is something that, that I learnt over uh, for, from doing it from a long, for a long time. That originally I try, I thought people would want me to be funny. Yeah. Like when they're meeting me like that, so I just do sort of little little jokes. Like um, I'd say, you know, I'd sign something and I'd say, you know, this this uh, signature might not be worth a great deal. Uh, now, But if you hold on to it for a few years, I can guarantee it'll be worth absolutely nothing. So I'd just do some little joke like that or yeah. I'd say – I'd sign something and be nice to people and then I'd throw the the T-shirt in their face and go, and now, get
0: out! Or something.
2: <laughs> but it became apparent quite quickly that people don't want you to be <laughs> yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. They just want you to they, be
1: friendly. They, they just... probably don't want the T-shirt in their faces. Like I could have picked that
2: one. <laughs> yeah. but, you, but I would have thought – because if I was meeting someone like that – because I, I heard – um. You know, somebody said they met the chief from from Get Smart. Really? and Edward Platt. Edward Platt yeah. a, in a restaurant in Sydney. <laughs> and they went over and they said, oh, look, i just, I just got to say I, I, I love you. I've always been a massive fan of Get Smart and I've always loved you. And the chief looked up and he said to her, um, get back to your seafood, Max. <laughs> <laughs> Which was kind of a perfect little thing, you know. She got what she wanted but, yeah. but he also said, leave me alone, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um,
0: It's like if you met, like, Gordon Ramsay or someone. You'd just want him. You'd just be doing everything you could to get him to just let loose on you.
2: Yeah, but that's right. But that's what I kind of thought people would want, some kind of joke. But actually, as it turns out, the vast majority of people, they just want... They just want you to kind of acknowledge them yeah. and say hello and be friendly, you know. Well, with so, you, if
0: I was in your position, you know, doing the kind of comedy that you're very well known for, I'd be worried that when people meet you, they want to, like, push you down a flight of stairs <laughs> or something.
2: <yeah. laughs> I Break a, like a
0: hammer over your head or something.
2: <laughs> when I... Um, my, our, my family moved to Warrandyte. We are living out there. And, um, and I should... You know, make it very clear that I only did this for a very short period of time, and I don't want to make it sound like I've been this amazing volunteer. But I did join the CFA for oh, yeah. a, a brief period out there, and um, and one of the things that the CFA do, as well as um, as fighting fires, if there's a if there's a fire, is if there's a car crash in the area and somebody's trapped in their car, they'll set off the alarm and kind of the volunteers will go there, get there quickly. And they'll cordon off the area because there's a lot of windy roads through there, make it safe until an ambulance can arrive or then the jaws of life, I guess, they, that's what they're called. Aren't they? they cut people out yeah, of the yeah, cars. Yeah. And, and I was just thinking, I never had to do it, but can you imagine if you'd seen a lot of, you know, the adventures of Lena Woodley yeah. and you're trapped in a car and then the person who arrives is me in a CFA uniform? Yeah. That would not be comforting, it's like this, would it? It's like
0: they've tried to spin off the clown doctors, yeah. the clown firefighters.
1: Like. Also, <laughs> you, your fellow firefighters, like if there's a fire on and then you've got the guy next to you in a pork pie hat with a hose up his own nose or whatever, <laughs> Like, yes. this is not or help. you're coming in to yeah. put out
0: the fire, and you've got like the little flower on your lapel, yeah. and you're squeezing water out of that.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's it's not good. Well, going back quickly to what you were
1: saying about uh, people, you know, meeting you and what to expect and that sort of thing. I brought up on the show uh, a little while ago uh, uh, that when I was a child, I met Rolf Harrison. I was quite annoyed that he wouldn't sign uh, an autograph. He just said no to me. I was about four years old, five years old, and I'd drawn a picture for him. Oh, wow. And he wouldn't sign anything. And since then, it was <laughs> then there was a bit of a scandal after that in the paper. And it was then subsequently brought up to me by quite a lot of people that I shouldn't have complained. I got quite scot-free <laughs> considering this. Circumstances.
2: Yeah, I, I did have a. I got a um, like a a, a text message, like an email. What do you call it? Someone posted on my Facebook page. Um, I think I did a, a thing out at Bundura Park where there was a, a scarecrow competition for schools out there, and I went out and kind of hosted this event. And uh, somebody posted a thing afterwards saying something like I've lost a lot of faith in you man I brought my two kids you know who were 5 and 6 and we waited for an hour to talk to you and then you just wouldn't give us the the time of day you you know I don't respect you anymore you oh. bastard or something wow and it was like quite it was quite upsetting you know to go look I don't know what happened but and I can remember on the day I spent like about an hour talking to people yeah. after the gig yeah. you know um was frank really badly dressed because that may
1: have been a scarecrow like that's why <laughs> yes, he wouldn't talk possibly. to you
2: <laughs> possibly it was a it's a weird one so i'm look because i think um i don't know what's happened with rolf in terms of that scandal i'm going to say that he's we don't know yet no the details I so. so i'm going to go in to bat for rolf and yeah. say that possibly on that day maybe something really unfortunate happened to him he was rushing to help a friend who yep. was hanging from a something, Jake, Jake perhaps, yeah, or, yeah, <laughs> or yeah. something, you know, because, or
0: uh... well, maybe if child Carl Chandler was anything like adult Carl Chandler, <laughs> he's gone up and gone. I did this drawing of you, and the drawing is just Rolf Harris having anal intercourse <laughs> with Humphrey <laughs> B Bear or something. <laughs> yes.
1: yeah, yeah, gay Rolf dude. I've written yeah. on the top.
0: Sign this fuckhead. Yeah, yeah. And he just looked at him and I don't. No, 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 thanks.
1: It is. It was upsetting for a for a three three year old or something like that. Maybe, I mean you know that, that could have caused what what I am today yeah to that me, was you know, the that thing that broke that could be him
2: he was responsible for a lot of uh, future this I, yeah. I signed away and got a, a signed autograph a life-sized signed picture of the phantom oh wow. and when it came in the and it took like about 6 months to come and when it came i had no idea that the phantom was so small because it was a life-size picture, and his head was about as big as a
0: grapefruit, <laughs> and
2: I've never forgiven
0: them for that. What came first, the Phantom comic strip, or the commemorative Phantom plates that you see advertised every week in the back of the TV <laughs> guide in the newspaper? <laughs> have you ever seen them? No. They're all have, Do you know what I'm talking about?
2: I can vaguely see it in my you mind. Always
0: seeing ads for for the for these little, you know, the, the like. Special commemorative plates you can send yeah, off and yeah, get, yeah, yeah. and they do. There'd be a range of different ones. I just remember always seeing the Phantom and going because I didn't know. I knew like everyone I knew like had heard of the Phantom, but I like you'd never meet anyone who's like, oh bloody! I've the got Phantom, the commemorative plate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, That's you're strange. a kid. And you get
1: those things into your head really quickly. I think when I was a child, like my mum and dad ran a, a, a delicatessen in, in Maribor and I was like a street kids in the not the street kid that live <laughs> on the street, but. I would be labelled as a street kid because my after-school time would just be walking up and down High Street, doing, you know hanging out the back of shops and all that sort of thing. So I would just watch cartoons out the back of the deli and I think my mum made a passing reference like, oh, Popeye's on TV, that's my favourite, you know, just trying to be relatable to a four-year-old, five-year-old mm. or whatever, which then became for the next 12 months me coming out of the back into a busy delicatessen at lunchtime every day going, "Hey mum, your boyfriend's on TV."
2: "Mum, stop. Stop making that salad sandwich. Your boyfriend is on TV." That's you know, we've got a bit of a bond because I grew up in a milk bar, actually, oh, really? a similar sort of thing and yeah. there was a similar thing with my because when I was a wee lad, I would plop my jocks. You know, is, is as is uh, wee lads uh, want, yeah, and... as the street kids want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was all over. And, there. and it was considered a bit unsavoury to come out and say to my mum, you know, serving in the shop, Frank's plopped his jocks. <laughs> so there was, you know, the little euphemism of saying there's been an emergency,
0: and then plop eyes on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Your boyfriend's on television. Your brown Sorry. friend is on TV. <laughs> um, but
2: uh, but then for years, because of that, I thought the emergency stopping lane was the place where every well, the cars could just stop and you could just take a poo. So, but we've got that the whole milk bar deli sort of. Yeah, thing. I
1: I used to be at the back as a child of the uh, the, the deli and a coffee shop and a shoe shop wow and pretty abrupt turn there yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, No, it did go it was a roller coaster ride of High Street Mariboroughro for my parents it was a deli a coffee shop a shoe shop a health food store and uh, in my later teenage years which you know could have been a better timing a reject shop which uh, yeah right oh, wow. I could have that could have been earlier on yeah in my childhood where people weren't Evolved enough to hang too much shit on me, but yeah, no, that happened. When it I does sort of 16. suggest
2: that when they were running the health food shop, it was just another shop. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, when you go into a health food shop, you expect the people who are running the shop to be really health conscious yes. and concerned mm. but it does sort of suggest that they went from the shoe shop to the health shop to the reject shop it was just another business it they was.
1: were running you picked which it is, yeah. it
0: was it's um, like when you found it when people started finding out that like that vitamin water is just like owned by like coke good
1: for you What's exactly it I think the guy, um, the, the guy this is actually true the guy uh, uh, that ran the health food shop he ran it within a building that my mum and dad owned and then he sort of got run out of town <laughs> <laughs> And then they sort of went, okay, well, all the stuff's here. Right. What's, we're running it now, okay.
0: Why did he get run out of I don't town? know. There was
1: a rumour that he fell off a ladder and it went up his ass. <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> now, yeah. for your next comedy festival show, if you need someone to have a <laughs> yeah. ladder go up their ass, I am yeah. available.
2: Wow. I heard about a guy who fell off a ladder and had an Irish accent for the rest of his life. Oh, really? That, that, happened to the, that doesn't the, get you run out of town, though. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Like, apparently, um, apparently it's a true story happened to a, a person in um, uh, Bendigo, and, uh, yeah, their, their, their daughter ran up to them and said, "Daddy, are you okay? And he said, um, no, I'm not fucking okay. <laughs> but do I look like I'm okay? And he, he talked with an Irish accent for the rest of his wow. life. Got a head injury, and it's a weird. It's a real condition. Oh, well, that's good that it's a head injury, because he yeah, could it have didn't... fallen on his ass and had an Irish accent. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, insane. Yeah. <laughs> Yes.
0: I'm yeah, I'm bewitched by you guys the the growing up in a shop thing. So I remember being when I was a kid that was like I was I look at that and go yes. man, that must be the coolest way to grow up. And now the bit older I think man that would be I'd like to do that when I'm older. Like cuz there's a milk bar that's just was closed when we moved into this house that's just opened reopened up around the corner. And it's the classic, like, the door out the back just leads into the house. Yeah. And I went in there hungover a few Saturday mornings ago and just just stocked up on stuff. And they just reopened. So, like, they didn't – they still – they hadn't learned how much things cost. So, like, oh, yeah. I go in and I've, like, pushed the bell. on the, There's no one in there. I've pushed the bell on the counter and this kid comes in in his basketball gear from Saturday Sports. And he's, like, looking at all the stuff. And then he's had to lean in the hallway and go, Dad! How much is a packet of Grain Waves? A red skin, A Pepsi Max? A block of Coon Cheese? A bag of Twisties? A Curly Whirly? A lemonade? I'm just there going, this is horrendous. Wow. You did your whole
1: week shopping at the
0: corner yeah. store? Wow. That's... I was in a bad way. I needed, this I needed as much fat as I could
2: get. We we went to um, our local milk bar. This is this is only this is a few years ago, and. Bought uh, a little square of butter, you know, that in the paper wrapping, that, yep. t- and took it home. And when I went to use it, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> there was a little bit of sticky tape on the end. Anyway, that I normally eat, is that, and opened up the little paper, and there was one. You could see the serrated knife mark. One little rum oh. had been taken <laughs> off, so the people had obviously made some toast or something out in the back <laughs> and gone. oh, we haven't. Oh, I only. <laughs> Wait a minute! <laughs> but they put it back, or was it? I still can't quite work out. Was it? Was it like the the um, babysitter or something? Yeah. Who just wanted some butter on their yeah. toast and went out and.
0: Like it just it, and I just pay the two dollars and have the stick of butter yeah. it 's not like in breaking bad when they start skimming bits of meth off yeah. the top, like it's just yeah. buy the butter it was
2: it was extraordinary, yeah. I loved it because yeah. for me,
0: like when I was a kid and I would see kids that lived in milk bars or whatever or the parents owned milk bars for me, the big attraction was, oh, you must just be able to just go in there and. Just grab lollies and have oh, whatever yeah. you want, and just run a mark. Is that? But I feel now like that's not the case. Well, there were at all. two
2: issues. I do remember I had to become sort of wary of Dairy Queen friends. Like we made Dairy oh, Queens. Oh, really? You know, and there were certain kids who didn't really want to have much to do with me at school, but then they wanted to walk home from school. Oh, with yeah. me, oh. You know, and I think there's something in that. You know, being that I've taken through my life, be on the lookout for Dairy Queen friends. <laughs> Um, but then How I, you used that throughout the rest of your life,
1: Dairy Queen for
2: like not fair weather friends. Yeah, but yeah, that's Queen right. Friends. Dairy Queen friends, you gotta you gotta be careful. Um, but then I have another quite vivid memory because we weren't allowed to just have lollies as you know, whenever we wanted, mm. was, but they're all there in front of you, you know, so it's kind of a cruel, torturous thing, but yeah. in a deli, it's a little different, it's like olives or something, yeah, so yeah. It's not quite as enticing, well, but...
1: Yeah, there was there was lollies there.
2: Right. What was yeah.
0: Chandler, what was your favourite of all the shops that you inhabited when, your parent, <laughs> when you were growing up with your parents, what was your favourite? Um, mm, damn, I imagine for a kid The reject shop Probably would have been The most interesting yeah. In terms of like Variety of things It just came
1: at the wrong Point in my life though Like reject shop it was just like Old enough where everyone else In my class would be <laughs> yeah. Rejects? Yeah 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 Oh is it all Did someone take a shit In your shop or something? Yeah No 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 it's yeah, like, it's, there, I remember, No it's cheap guys It's just <laughs> No 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 What's wrong with it? Did you, are, unfortunate you a, name. are you a reject too? Yeah not even <laughs> yeah. an Uncle
0: Bucks Or a Hot Potatoes Which have yeah. a bit more Credibility about them The yeah. reject shop.
1: Yeah, and it meant just like... And, and this might be the case with you as well, Frank, but I, uh, this, there was always this thing of being in shops where um, people that didn't get much attention in society <laughs> found a safe haven in shops because people right. have to talk to you in shops. Yes. So it would just attract sort of the lower ebb of society <laughs> okay. maybe. I'll say that politely. Or but- possibly
2: lonely people or whatever. There was a My, my parents ran a, um, a general store in Mount Macedon for, for years and they had this thing where um, – oh, this was before I was born so, I, you know, I, I didn't witness it but um, that they were allowed to sell alcohol but only if they had a, – like a, they had to get a licence where people could drink alcohol in the, in the shop oh, yeah, as well yeah. and in order to do that they had to have a little table. They kind of had to run it as almost like a – not a bar. They didn't have a bar yeah. but they had a table like That's a cafe a table people. sort of yeah. thing and a chair and – There was just one guy. So it was purely there for like legal reasons so that then they could sell alcohol like a bottle shop sort of thing. But there was one guy, the, the local drunk, who just sat at that, table all day every day nobody else you know nobody else came and joined him it it was just his little spot yeah well there was a
1: guy in the you're saying about the favorite shops i think maybe we had a a coffee shop where it would be like that you'd get your regulars and whatever and then people that just didn't have anywhere better to go and whatever and there was a there was a guy like that would just come in the same table every day but he was really quite offensive he was an older guy (laughs) and people would (laughs) walk, women would walk by and he'd like pinch him on the ass, and, you know, say really bad stuff. And it got to that point where my mum and dad didn't want him in there anymore. Yeah. But they couldn't, they would just, you know, get sort of looser and looser as time goes on and be like, well, if you don't, you know, he'd go, oh, the ham in this sandwich not much good. Oh, why don't you piss off home then? You know, just... <laughs> and then slowly
2: trying to yeah, edge
1: up the, the level of They ended up throwing face washers at his head. Like, I remember that. That was a point where he went away for a day, but then he came back. And they signed
2: like, a T-shirt for him, threw it in his face yeah. and said, nah,
0: get it! Yeah, take your wobble board and fuck off, mate. And that explains it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So again, maybe that's, a, maybe that's a hint of
1: why I behave the way I do. Yeah. I've just seen my parents treat strangers like that.
0: Did your, um, did your family's milk bar have the thing, which I used to love, which you don't really see anymore, the milk bar that would just have a shelf with like eight videotapes on it? Yeah and sometimes milk bars would try and dabble in in being a video rental as well but they'd just get they'd just get one new release every 8 months and Yeah. I
1: oh, I didn't I didn't. We, you didn't we never had it. That would have been great cuz my dream was to have something to do with videos or I yeah. begged my parents to run a, a news agency. Yeah because yeah. that was me in the reading comic books every day after school. That would have been my dream.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, we, the reason why I was into the Phantom was cuz we sold the Phantom comics but we proceeded Videos. Actually, there would have had to have been like reels of film um, stacked up on the, <laughs> the old school the milk thing. Bars. There's a lovely story though about my dad where um, he was he was serving in the shop and he saw a guy who was probably a truck driver. It was on Springvale Road in Glenmary, so a lot of truck truckies stopped there. They sold chicken lunches and stuff as well. So, but he saw this guy come in and he got a newspaper and then he slipped a magazine into the newspaper and then he paid for the the newspaper and he left and my dad was serving someone else and didn't want to make a big scene but apparently about three years later the guy came in and bought like a packet of twisties and a can of coke or something and dad just said to him okay that's uh you know a dollar for the twisties and you know a dollar fifty for the can of coke and uh three dollars twenty for the magazine that you stole last time (laughs) and apparently the guy just paid it and left
0: it's like this guy's heard of like double jeopardy he can't be done for the same crime twice It's just completely gotten it wrong yes I did that I, I stopped the, i stopped
1: I remember very, very vividly stopping a shoplifting one day in the coffee shop because they were doing a like for a bunch of twelve year old kids they had you know the, they had the mark and they had the, you know they had the whole crime set up they had someone up the front counter, saying to my mum, oh, and how much are these one-cent lollies? Oh, how much are the two-cent lollies? You know, distracting, and meanwhile, up the back, there's this kid going, Oh, I could, I could. Do you reckon that? Do you reckon my sleeve could fit a red skin? Alright, how are we going to do this? And I was just watching him, and then he was doing it in front of a mirror. So I was sitting there watching it all. Yeah, happen great. And then I had a moment like that where um, the guy sort of went at the end, at the end of the desk, like uh, had gone, "Okay, yeah, I'll just take the one cent lolly, thanks." And then mum going, "Oh, well, that'll be one cent then." And then me going, "And the packet of Hubba Bubba for your friend here." <laughs> and then him just dropping the Hubba Bubba and just running... Running out uh, and the kid up the front going, I don't know. I just wanted a one cent lolly. I don't know what happened there. I've, I've got no idea what happened there.
2: You've once in pocket money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we so we uh, me and a, a friend Peter we did a thing. We got caught. Um, oh, it must have been it was primary school, so we must have been you know ten or something. And uh, this was at the the local milk bar just around the corner from where I was living when we. Bit of a long story, but we lived at the milk bar for half the time, and then we bought a house elsewhere, and I was living elsewhere. <laughs> not not remotely interesting. But around the corner there was another milk bar, and we got this scheme going where um, we climbed over the back fence into the into the milk bar and took one of the twenty cent return bottles, you know, and we took it around to the front of the milk bar oh, yeah. and went in and got the twenty cents. But you know, once again, like greed, you know, it does a. We thought. We can do this again. So we just went around the back and climbed over again, and uh, went in and got Same the twenty-second. I think we used a different bottle. We weren't too stupid, and uh, and we went in. But you know, I I don't remember seeing it. I thought we just got away with it perfectly. But obviously, you can imagine that little glint in the eye of the yeah. of the shop owner. You're going, "Hang on a second. Yeah. and then <laughs> How much we were... milk at these boys, <laughs> <drink>? <laughs> and then we're climbing over the fence for a third time, and he's just waiting.
1: Uh. <laughs> for us.
0: And three dollars yeah. twenty for the magazine. <laughs> and,
2: uh... <laughs> if only if we had been happy with forty cents, you know.
0: And do you still keep in touch with the rest of the little rascals? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah, we have a, we have a cart with a goat that pulls us. Around,
0: I remember being that age where, like, the idea of shoplifting first enters your head, and it yeah. just seems like the most adult thing you can do. And yeah. I remember me and my friends just, but it seems like at that age, it seems like it's on par with like killing someone oh, for or sure. like, and yeah. d- d- just that thing of going, "Well, we've got to do this because this is how this is how you become an adult." Yeah, right like, of there's passage. There's no more barriers after doing yeah. this. Remember stealing a? I think I've talked about this before. Stealing a, a six a six pack of eggs from the from the, <laughs> from the shell service station near near my house. Just just me and a mate just going. Look, it's, just like, it's just like losing your virginity. It's yeah. like, we've just got to get this done with. We've just yeah. got to steal one thing and then... But also in the back of your head going, what if this unlocks something in my head and then this is it? This is like the... Well, see, yeah. I, don't, I
1: don't think I ever did that because I had the shop in me where I'd seen <laughs> <laughs> that happen. Basically, you're essentially
0: stealing from yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'd seen all that happen and go, no, I don't want any part of that. And, I, you know, I've always had a thing in my head because of... Uh, having the upbringing around the shop. So where if I walk into a shop, I feel extremely guilty if I don't buy something. Yeah, right. If I walk out and walk past the shopkeeper, I'm sort of on the verge of going, sorry, and then walking out. Right.
0: Well, you must have spent a lot of money in Thailand if that's, yeah, your, yeah. <laughs> if that's your thinking. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. want, I want the
1: shops to go back to Thailand. Speaking of Thailand, it's just like a simpler time back there where you've just got – you know, a couple of walls and and a person in there and a stool. It's like you know you saying with the liquor license before. It wasn't. It's not complicated like yeah. it's here. It's just literally someone with a stool and a bottle of beer on it. It's like that's a bar.
2: Come and drink the bottle of beer. <laughs> I remember we when when I was in Thailand years ago, over twenty years ago, we went to like a fancy uh, Indian restaurant in Bangkok. Not super fancy, but it was more fancy than just the the street stall sort yeah. of thing. And a proper sit-down restaurant yeah. basically <laughs> and uh, Clang. we went in but the the kitchen was on the street outside oh yeah they're all I... squatting in the in the street with pots on gas gas stoves doing yeah. the cooking but it was a kind of a fancy room to sit in and eat it you know yeah. it was a lovely kind of mid midpoint well yeah. I'm
1: fascinated there's an a opposite um, uh, spleen bar in the city uh, there's three Indian restaurants side by side three Next to each other. All with very similar names. All similar names. Yeah, red pepper, green pepper, and, and something else pepper. I imagine a colour at the start of that, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and to my knowledge, they all have the same kitchen. So it's just one kitchen out the back.
2: Right. So why isn't it one big restaurant? I don't know. That's
1: that's the fascinating thing. I'm like, what do they cook a meal and then go? That's more of a green pepper meal, I think. (laughs) That's that
0: should should go
1: into that store there. I don't know how it works. I'm I'm
0: tempted to to hit them up a lot and try and like work out what the subtle differences are. Like if there's just one where the staff are more rude. What if it's some like social experiment where they're just trying to condition people into like, you know, certain. I don't know. That fell apart. I fell apart no, really I'm quickly. thinking. No, I'm <laughs> that, thinking. I'm that, thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. We'll think of an answer for your sentence. No, it's no. That makes sense. They're gonna they're gonna open a restaurant, mm. and they want to work out what kind of service mm. is going to be the most effective. If if being rude will work, or if being really really nice, or or just even just a self you know serve yourself or something. I think that, no, it's, once again, I'm not really helping you make it funny. <laughs> but Pulling I'm just me saying, out of this
0: is one of the most selfless things you've ever done, and I really <laughs> There is an this.
2: experiment happening there, which <laughs> makes sense.
1: Maybe it's one of those psychological things where it's like they say, well, this is the sort of person that's attracted to green pepper, and this is the sort of person that's attracted to red pepper.
0: Yeah.
2: Possibly there was just a thing, like, imagine there's three... Sisters who are going to run the this thing, and one goes, let's call it red pepper. And one goes, no, more people come if it's called green pepper. Yeah, I reckon right. more people come if it's called beige pepper. Yeah. And then <laughs> they go, okay, well, let's find out. So yeah. It's, it's like an that. Indian
0: Goldilocks. No, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Goldilocks yeah. and the three Goldilocks yeah. and the three Indian
1: like to, joints. I would like to go to an Indian place called beige pepper. I don't think, <laughs> think that would be the spiciest one of the three.
0: <laughs> uh, Frank, just getting back to the milk bar thing, do you know if that milk bar is still – is it still – Operational?
2: I, I th- no, it's been it's been knocked down actually. Uh, I think it oh. might be a bike store now. Uh. Um they there was a bank there as well and I think they've combined those two. But for years afterwards, um it was it was still a milk bar and there was a thing that my mum had written up on the you know, um behind the counter, some kind of handwritten texta thing about I can't even remember what it was, a list of the things that were Frank sold at Stay away from the lollies. <laughs> <laughs> um and it was still there and I would go in and go, oh, that's my mum's writing it Yeah, that's there. really nice. You know, but no, it's been, it's been knocked down now. Oh, well, we, the,
1: the deli, for years and years and years later, it was still called Chandler's Deli. Yeah, right. And then there was that horrible thing where one day I came back and it wasn't Chandler's mm-hmm. Deli anymore. No. And a little paid piece of my childhood yeah. had was it still, been was taken away from me and it wasn't by Rolf. It was by that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Was it still a deli? It just yeah, changed it hands, right? It is. Yeah. I was going to say, what if they'd knocked it down and there's just like a public toilet in there? Yeah. Stuff, that would be
1: the way That would that's be And they renamed it Chandler's Dunny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, guys, that's just about all the time we have for today on the Little Dum Dum Club. Frank Woodley, thank you very much for joining us.
2: Thanks for having me. Uh,
0: two years in the making. It really lived up to the expectations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So you just mentioned before you've, uh, you're doing a bunch of stuff on YouTube at the moment. Yeah, I've, I've, I've
2: set up a YouTube channel called... Uh, Woodley YouTubular mm-hmm. and um, just a bit of an experiment because I, I want to sort of. Uh, I, I was putting up little jokes on my Facebook page, but I feel like if I do videos, it's sort of a little bit more reflective of what what I love doing. Yeah, you know, so it's a bit of an experiment. I've been doing it for a couple of months now, and you know, some people are enjoying it. Yep, great. Some people from <laughs> Scarecrow <laughs>
1: yes, competitions <yeah. laughs> not so much, but
2: not so much. But but there, you know, there's a few people who are who are uh, you know. Looking at it and, and then saying thanks in, <laughs> in their various ways.
0: Well, I'm launching my YouTube channel, Gay Vacuum Dude, at YouTube <laughs> uh, this week. I'm also doing uh, my show Pipsqueak at the Butterfly Club in Melbourne from August 6 till 11. Come down and check that out. You can get tickets at the thebutterflyclub.com. And if you enter dumdum as a promotional code, you're going to get a cheaper ticket for being a friend of the show. Uh, we've also got uh, still. How many t shirts are left? we got not many. We're getting through them. 30. 30 t shirts yeah. left. Yeah. Uh, LittleDumDumClub at gmail.com. If you are
1: extra large, don't bother.
0: <laughs> Too late. They
1: are gone. Too late. You could buy two and get out the sewing machine. Yes. Fashion yeah. something. Oh, if, if you are extra large and want a really fucked shirt, please hit us up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mates. Mate.